You're listening to Heart of the Ark podcast from the Office for Evangelization in the Archdiocese of Newark. We're coming to you to bring knowledge and some courage as we voyage through this life as missionary disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Jennifer Benke, and I'm co-hosting this podcast with my friend and colleague, Father John Gordon. Hello and welcome back to the Heart of the Ark, the podcast from the Office for Evangelization. My name is Jennifer Benke. I'm the Associate Director of the Office for Evangelization, and I am joined today by my partner in crime and <laughs> Father John Gordon, Secretary for Evangelization. How you doing, Father? I'm great, Jen. I'm very, very good. Thank you. And uh, I'm just so pleased that we have been doing this podcast. I'm very pleased with how you in particular have run with it and have engaged some very wonderful partners in the dialogue, and um, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and this technology that we have to hopefully reach the hearts of others through this Heart of the Ark podcast. Absolutely. It's been really a, a blessing to me, and I know, listeners, you may have noticed that there's been a little bit of a July hiatus from our uh, episodes, but that's because we've been planning lots of interesting and wonderful programming um, from the Office for Evangelization for the fall to begin in the fall. And so one of those things that we're going to be uh, engaging in really is this brand new offering from the Office for Evangelization. Maybe you've seen it advertised, the School for Prayer. So I'm asking you, Father, let's let's talk about it. What is it? Sure. So a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, we had done a School of Evangelization. And uh, we had, uh, over the course of the year, we had seven sessions, um, each one lasting about an hour and a half, in which people came, learned about evangelization, learned some skills that could be helpful, practiced some of them, shared about some of them, and hopefully were able to have a confidence. Our class was titled, Kickstart Evangelization in Your Parish. It's a lot easier than you think. And so we found that to be very, very fruitful. And uh, we also were able to kind of represent it during the COVID years um, on our YouTube channel. So with that structure in mind, um, it seemed right to do a school of prayer because my concern has been that I think most people, certainly many people, are not confident about their prayer life. They feel they're not doing it enough or they're not doing it right or there's something missing or they just even trying to kickstart it or kind of get it to move to another level or all the kinds of questions that come about prayer. And because uh, we are sometimes reluctant to uh, ask questions or seek advice because we're not sure, we might be thinking, oh, I'm the only one that has this question or problem, so we tend to not address it. But it strikes me as since prayer is at the core of what's necessary for this fundamental task of the body of Christ to evangelize, uh, it seems right to offer such a course on prayer. So we're going to follow the same structure from, uh, we'll meet once a month uh, for seven times throughout the course of the year, starting in September. We won't be meeting in December, and we won't be meeting in March, and we'll finish up in May. So it'll be September, October, November, January, February, 
April and May. So those seven sessions, similar to the seven sessions that we had for the other course, will cover a variety of topics from beginning to end, as it were, that hopefully will people will have a certain uh, knowledge about prayer, confidence in prayer, and maybe being able to help others in their prayer life as well. That's wonderful. You know, um, as you mentioned at the beginning, that this, there's all these new technologies out there available to us, and it can become very overwhelming. I know um, there there's a couple different apps for prayer, and there's right. all these um, tools that we have, but in uh, you know I, I get daily uh, meditations from a number of different actually a number number of different of the Catholic publishers out there and sometimes my inbox is so filled that I almost become overwhelmed with the amount of choices and I feel like I never get to the praying. I, I never actually get to the doing of the prayer. And so I think this opportunity really of, of having a, a, a live person talk about it and then being able to ask questions like, am I doing this right? You know, that's really a, a wonderful thing. And getting these apps with meditations and guides is wonderful. It's been a very, very significant help. And at the same time, it itself is in prayer. It's a guide or a help and aid to prayer. And sometimes it can become a substitute for actual prayer. And right. so um, it's kind of like, you know, uh, those homily helps that we can get as priests to help us prepare a homily. Uh, I can either use them as a, an aid to do my own preparation or just read it as somebody else's work. And people pick that up when that happens. And you just want to kind of have a better grasp of it. So the whole purpose of this, and we'll begin, for example, like even our very first session, why we pray. In other words, uh, we're going to take some sections from the beginning of the catechism, the very nature of the human person oriented towards the transcendent, realizing that there's something beyond our humanity than ourselves. We're not the top of the food chain, so to speak. Uh, what is that? Who is that? The realization that that is not just some force or power, but it is what we call God and it's personal. And so all that very basic human kind of things that drive us. And then we're going to talk about uh, to, to whom we pray and how do we pray and all these various ways in which we will use the biblical witness, use some of the early church tradition witness, some common human experience, current experience, so that we're going to get some knowledge about prayer because it's helpful to know things about prayer and then uh, hopefully have a, create a dynamic in which we can begin to touch it at our sessions and then between sessions some very practical ways in which you can develop this, uh, practice the style of prayer or this type of prayer or reflect on this nature of prayer. Right. That's just, uh, that's so important, especially, you know, um, when I, as a cradle Catholic growing up, you know, I, when I think about prayer, they're the big three, right? Like the, our father, the glory be and the hail Mary, you know, those are the big three prayers, but that's only a certain type of prayer for recitation. And, and as helpful as that type of prayer is not being aware of the other tools in our prayer toolbox, um, kind of limits us in our spiritual growth. So having these, these uh, like an integrated way of understanding the different types of prayers so that 
our prayer life really becomes more personal and more spiritually beneficial. That's that's just wonderful. Yes, especially because prayer isn't the goal. Is not prayer is not the goal of the spiritual life. Uh, union with God is, but prayer is that privileged place that both um, uh, expresses that union and deepens it. And so, uh, it's not about saying our prayers. There's a place for that, but it's about prayer being uh, uh, that reality that drives my relationship with the Lord on a certain level, and that in addition to charity and to lo- and to justice, which also animate my relationship with God, prayer needs to be uh, significant. Almost have to has has to have pride of place for the for those other kinds of expressions of union with God, charity and justice, for example, to be. Uh, valid or to be sufficient or to be fruitful. And so uh, all that kind of reality, and of course, Jesus himself prayed, you know, in such a way that the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Right. And so uh, since it was good enough for Jesus and the apostles, I think is good enough for us to, uh, and, and there's been so much wisdom that we have garnered over 2,000 years about the nature of the human person, uh, the God to whom we pray, and some of the ways in which we can grow in prayer. What often seems to me is that people will uh, encounter the Lord, make a decision for Him, and then want to develop, want to grow in a relationship with Him, and that becomes where the prayer kicks in, so to speak. And they kind of grow in it, and then they kind of stumble, and they kind of fall, or they kind of uh, lose the discipline, or the joy isn't there like it once was, and so they feel they've done something wrong, or it, it the, the first flush of enthusiasm is no longer present, and so the how to maintain that in, that discipline, and once it becomes a discipline, it becomes maybe not so much fun, and so it can, but then we get another encounter with the Lord, another spiritual experience, and so we can often feel like we're riding a roller coaster, and while there's a certain reality to that, because life can be sometimes like that, I think it's more the sense of this upward climb. Even if we're kind of going all over the place, our eyes are on the prize, which is union with God in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, I was just listening. I know this is not the only podcast I listen to, but the, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about the ways to unstick yourself, to un, to get out of a rut, whether it be a writer's block or a, any uh, any habit that you develop that's a discipline and then you get you kind of hit a wall you plateau or mm-hmm. so, so to speak and you get to a point where you you just don't know how to get to that next level and i really think that these um these these sessions will really give us those tools where we can try new approaches to the our prayer life and really expand our knowledge so that then we can find ways of expressing ourselves in that deeper union with Christ. So let me go through the topics that we're going to cover over these seven sessions, because I think I would hope that our listeners would be uh, interested in this. And this might whet your appetite uh, for this particular course, which, by the way, starts on September the um, uh, 20th. Thank you. September the 20th. It's the third Wednesday of the month at our Diocesan Youth Center in Kearney. And uh, we'll be meeting in the Sacred Heart Room, which is underneath the Sacred Heart Church or Chapel. Um, uh, I think it's 7 o'clock to 8? Yes. Okay. There'll be a little bit of refreshments and... A time to in right to mingle, but yes, uh, certainly uh, seven o'clock should be the the aim time. Yeah, because it's a hard start at seven thirty uh, yeah. for sure. 
if you're thinking 7.30, then you're going to be late. And I just, our human situation. But anyway, hopefully this will work. So um, the first session is uh, why we pray, as I suggested earlier, our desire, God's initiative, the very way in which we're made, uh, opens us up to the transcendent and that very human reality, so that we're kind of even talking pre-Christian awareness. It's going to involve some psychology and some anthropology, as well as some theology. And you might be thinking, well, what good is that? I think it's important because it speaks to the restlessness within the human heart. Uh, St. Augustine said it this way, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O God. And to identify that restlessness and identify how God is the only place to go with that, because I think restlessness is something that every human experiences. And the world offers so many things that seem to address that. All they really do is add to it. Only the relationship with God, only faith in Christ Jesus, only He, because that's how we're made. So to kind of begin with that, And then uh, a week later in October, uh, the 18th, to whom do we pray? Jesus Christ. You know, he is the embodiment of prayer. He's fully human. He's fully divine. Our prayer is ordered towards him. But at the same time, it's also Trinitarian. It's uh, to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's animated by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's oriented towards our filial, our, our relationship with God as Father, our relationship with Jesus as our brother, and all that reality of of a relationship, that prayer is not just about checking in, it's about a relationship. That's why we talk about to whom do we pray. And then our, our November session is on how do we pray? And uh, the church um, is the locus in which we live our lives of faith. The church is the body of Christ. And so that becomes the environment, even if I'm praying by myself, even if I'm praying far away from a church, even if I'm praying with doubt, church is still the locus by virtue of our baptism. And so uh, the Holy Spirit, who is the animator of the church, as it were, and the Blessed Mother, who is, as it were, the, the first lady of the church insofar as, as she epitomizes already what we're going to become. And so all that is is part of that, that third session on how do we pray. And we'll talk about um, the various ways in which we, uh, there's vocal prayer, contemplative prayer, prayer, meditative prayer. The Catechism has a section on this, uh, various saints and the scriptures themselves. And so all that will kind of come into play on our third session in November. Then we're gonna, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, well, that's right there. That yeah. is worth the, the price of admission. Those I, three sessions I think right so. there, I think. I think so. <laughs> I'm very, very excited as we're putting it together about the content for this because uh, I think it's going to be very, very exciting. And I think it's going to create an opportunity for all of us to to grow in prayer, to not just kind of learn more about prayer, but to actually grow in our relationship with God. December, we'll take a break from this. December is a very busy time for many people, but it gives the people as well, especially with Christmas on the horizon, an environment in which we can really gift that uh, to ourselves of time to pray. Right, right. You know, and when we were were looking at the calendar and deciding how we were going to 
uh, look at this. I was so excited that we're going to get to, you know, Christ and then Mary and the Holy Spirit and the church right before Advent because yes. those that that's the new year, right? That's the birth of the new year with the uh, right after the Feast of the Christ the King, the first uh, Sunday in Advent. So we can start your real church new year. That's right. That's having right. already done your homework. Sure, right? absolutely. <laughs> and an awareness of, of what Advent and Christmas means of God breaking in, which he did in the first place by in the order of creation, and now he's doing it in the order of grace with the incarnation. Yes. And that's going to lead to everything else that that gives our life purpose and meaning. So we come back in January, January the 17th, and we talk about who prays with us. Uh, and I'm going to refer to the saints. Yes. That since we are the church, the body of Christ, the church is not just the church present here on earth. Most of the members of the church are have gone ahead of us. Right. <laughs> 2,000 years uh, or more of the, of, of the people. And so uh, the saints in particular and uh, various saints, there's various uh, um, ways in which they have prayed, in which they invite us to pray. And I think this is very important because on another level, Whenever the church experiences crisis, whenever the world experiences crisis, God, we turn to the Lord. Lord, help us, whether it be COVID, whether stuff inside the body of Christ. And the solution for 2,000 years, the solution has always been the same from God's perspective. Whenever there's trouble, whenever there's crisis, you could think of various issues that have dominated the church and torn it apart at various times or world wars and the like. The one thing that God always does as a response to crisis is he raises up saints. Yes. He makes saints. Saints are being made right now for our time. Mm-hmm. People are being born, people are being formed, people are growing or whatever they're doing, and they are the saints that we're going to turn to just as we turn to St. Ignatius and St. Francis de Sales and St. Philip Neri and the like at various times in the life of the body of Christ. So now the church is, God is going to be raising up saints. And so there was saints and prayer and mission and all that, who prays with us, I think it'd be very important, both the saints in terms of those ahead of us canonized, but also the saints who are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And then the following month of of February flows into um, who joins us in prayer, as it were. And that's the various schools of spirituality that some of the saints have kind of uh, encapsulated. And so we have a Carmelite uh, school of spirituality, as it were, the Ignatian school of spirituality, um, all these different ways in which they're not just for the Jesuits and the Carmelites, as it were, they're they're a gift to the whole body of Christ. And that how do we learn and develop from them? So many people wear a scapular, for example. That's an expression. That's a Carmelite kind of devotion. Many people are used pray now with Lexio Divina. That's something that Saint Ignatius proposed in particular. So there's various schools of spirituality, both ancient and also uh, more contemporary, which brings us into April, because in March, with um, Holy Week and Easter happening at the very end of March, uh, I think that's when uh, that all that is go. I forget the calendar for the coming year. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, but March also it tends to be the time when we do kind of a focus on Lent. Yes. And we have exactly all those right. Lenten spiritual practices. That's right. That's right. So we figured again, we would have we would go into Lent with these ideas of ways in which we could encounter our prayer life 
renewed by the, not only the saints, but these spiritualities as well. So exactly that right. perhaps we could do our daily devotions in a different way for Lent as a Lenten That's practice. Right. Right? Or do different ones in different t- days or different exactly. weeks. Exactly right. And, and, and what we'll be doing is every time we meet, we're going to give people uh, some, some actual materials that will be helpful to them, an outline of the session, as well as various materials that would be articles that might be helpful for them and the like. We'll provide all that uh, for each person. Uh, the first time you come, you'll get a binder, for example, uh, with some elements in it. And then each month when you come together, new things can be added to your binder and uh, all that all that stuff will be done, as well as to give a kind of an assignment, as it were, or looking ahead that will, how do I uh, integrate this uh into my own personal experience. Right. Uh, and so I'm looking very, very forward to that as well. Absolutely. And then each session begins, except for the first session, each session begins with let's reflect upon what we've done since our last session right. uh, in terms of the, whatever it was that we were asked to do, whether it was to a type of particular prayer or whatever it might be. And our, my hope would be that we'll have the opportunity to be stretched a little bit We'll have people come in either live or by uh, other means to witness and talk about uh, the Benedictine charism of prayer or um, a more contemporary style of prayer. And so that brings us to our April session, which is traditions of prayer and piety and devotion. And so we'll talk about uh, some of the popular devotions that are there and and piety of people. Um, And so things like the various movements, for example, Mm -hmm. that encapsulate both the spirituality and a mission um, and all that kind of stuff uh, and the various uh, devotions that are that are part of the people of God and uh, Pope Francis for example has, has a tremendous devotion to Our Lady almost a mystical uh, awareness of when uh, he, he focuses on her he stops at the um, Church of Mary Major at the beginning and end of every one of his pilgrimages outside of Rome and so he is a tremendous devotion to Our Lady and and so some of those devotions and apparitions of Our Lady over the over the centuries, as well as some of the more more traditional, one of the more contemporary various movements uh, that focus on a prayer, charismatic renewal, or cursio, or other various ways in which uh, prayer is becomes a, a tenant, as it were, of that of that devotion of that movement. And then lastly, in May, how prayer changes us. Like the purpose of all this isn't just so we can pray better, right. whatever that means. Or we can check a box. I said all my prayers today. That's right. right. Or I've done all these various kinds of prayers. I, I do this, I do that, I do the other thing. But it's rather, how am I being transformed? You know, when Moses would encounter the Lord in the tent of the meeting, uh, he would come out and his face was aglow. His face was so bright that the people were frightened. And so he put a veil over his face so that it would uh, not be a distraction. And then when he would go back into the tent of the meeting, he would remove the veil. He was being changed. Uh, St. Paul will say we move, we go from one degree of glory to another. The prayer ought to change me. And how ought it to change me? That I become more like Christ 
to whom I pray, in whom I pray, with whom I pray. And so all this is not just some kind of academic or theoretical or even just a spiritual kind of thing. It is rather the very life because I need to be transformed. I need to have less of me and more of Jesus. I must decrease and he must increase. Thank you, Father John, St. John, St. John the Baptist, (laughs) Father John. Whoever I am, you know. Uh, But that reality of I have to become a new creation. And that's not just a one and done kind of thing. You know, that's an ongoing thing. Franciscans talk about ongoing conversion, for example. So all these various ways in which the great gift that God has given to us, because he has revealed himself to us, he's made himself known, he's given us a hunger for him, and hopefully, my brothers and sisters, as you listen to this, you uh, something is stirring in your own heart and spirit, I want more, I want more of God in my life, and I'm not exactly sure how to get there, or even if I know a lot about prayer, but I really have difficulty helping other people, or whatever, I want to say, I think this kind of opportunity can be a blessing for everybody, no matter where you are in your faith journey, no matter where you are in terms of your own relationship with the Lord, no one's going to be put on the spot and say, hey, how do you pray or type of deal. No one's going to be put in that. Uh, We might create opportunity for people who want to share about their experience, but no one's going to be forced to do that. And so anybody who thinks that this would be a a possibility, I want to encourage you. Um, if you get to our website, uh, rcan.org slash evangelization, there's a link to the School of Prayer. Several, yes. <laughs> and so it was both has this calendar, a schedule as a way, and also uh, a way to register. Uh, because registration is encouraged, uh, especially as we begin, um, and there is a fee. We Unfortunately, we have to have some kind of a fee for all the materials you're going to be getting. Right. So for the seven sessions, it's $10 a session or $50 for the whole uh, reality. And uh, you can do that online when you register. And uh, when you come to each session, again, it'll be the third Wednesday of the month at the Diocesan Youth Center, Archdiocesan Youth Center in Kearney. And uh, I am looking very, very forward to this. I know this is August, as this is going to go out most likely, and people tend to think, oh, that's not till September. That seems so far away. But if our experience has taught us, all of us, anything, September kind of comes at us with a a sudden, like, oh my gosh, it's here. Right. Now, thanks be to God, it's not the first week of September, but the third week of September comes also very quickly. Yes. So I want to encourage our listeners, uh, and if you are at all interested do a little more research into it if you need to. Feel free to reach out to us at our website. You, there's a phone number as well as an email address if you have any questions. And I encourage you to register now. We'll send a reminder out to everybody a day or two or a couple of days ahead of time. Reminder that the School of Prayer starts this Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. But I really think that this could be a very fruitful and beneficial thing for many, many people. Amen. You know, I was thinking that uh, one of the conversations that I'm going to be uh, releasing on a, a next podcast is with the um, it's for the one year anniversary of the first podcast right from last year I interviewed the uh, composer of our theme song oh wonderful you know Eric my friend Eric Hunter and I talked to him about it and we were talking about music and he said you know you really he reminded me you have to know the rules to break the rules mm-hmm. right and in a way this school for prayer is 
again, giving us those tools or those ways in which those who have gone before us have found ways to encounter God because we need as much as we need these uh, personal relationship with God, sometimes again, that access to it, let's travel down a road that somebody else did and let's, and let's find all the pathways so we can find the one that fits our life the best. For the past several years, I've had the privilege of uh, participating uh, through the catechetical office with the series on the catechism, the spotlight on the catechism. And for the past several years, I've presented it on the fourth section of the catechism, which is on prayer. And it's about six hours uh, for that session, more or less. And the catechism has a lot to say, and there's great wisdom, and we'll cover most of that, or the highlights of it as well in the course, but I think there's so much more, and that's why we also want to develop this course as opposed to just, oh, go to the spotlight session, because right. that could also be very, very fruitful. Yes. But I think that by stretching it out over the course of the year, it gives us a chance to integrate it more, yes. as opposed to just, woo, six hours of of input, uh, and, you know, uh, my, uh, my mind will take what the rear can endure, so right. to speak. <laughs> um, but I'm more just in the heart taking in, uh, input and integrating. And that takes time. Yes. That takes time. And it takes, uh, and the other experience that we all have in prayer is failure. Yes. Uh, we all struggle at times, like, wow, that didn't work, or wow, I haven't prayed in however many days, and the like. Uh, questions you'll have. Should I have a spiritual director? Do I need a spiritual director? How do I find a spiritual director? What would I discuss in spiritual direction? All that will kind of find itself in the course of this. So at the same time, if you have questions about the spiritual life, if you have questions about prayer, bring them. Bring them to this course because we will have the opportunity to address those and direct ourselves to them. And so I just cannot... I am very, very excited about this. I truly am pumped about this. And as I'm putting materials together, I realize, oh, yeah, yeah, we can bring this in and bring that in. And I have to realize, oh, no, we only have an hour and a half. Hopefully with a bit of a break in there as well, you know. So I was like, well, we can't really quite cover all that. Well, we don't want our faces to be transformed like our hair blown back (laughs) by Father John. A little bit, a little bit maybe, you know. But I want to come back and come back and come back. Yes. But uh, there's just so much uh, wisdom and grace. And I and I would ask our listeners also to begin to pray about this. Uh, ask the Lord, should I do? Should I be going to this? Um, if you want to grow in the spiritual life, and who doesn't? I cannot uh, say enough how how I think a very positive experience this will be. Yeah, you know, um, looking at the schedule, I'm thinking. I could do, you know, obviously I'm going to be there, but I could do 10, you know, I could give God 10 more hours yeah. in the next year. Yeah. I you know, so. that's, that's, that's a doable goal. And if we're doing it in hour and a half bites once a month, I think that's very doable. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think, think so for everybody. Too. Yes, so, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So dear friends, dear listeners, uh, I, I, Thank you for the support. Um, I thank you. Uh, if you were part of the school for evangelization that we did a couple of years ago, I think you might also find this to be a, a similar blessing. For everybody else, please consider how this might be fruitful for you. Uh, come uh, as, as a group of people with your friends, people from your parish, or just come on your own. It's very, very simple, very, very user-friendly, and uh, we look very forward to our being together. Please um, email or phone with any questions you may have, practically or 
impractically <laughs> about <laughs> anything, but especially about this course. Again, our, our, our website is RCAN, Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Newark, rcan.org slash evangelization. And if you go to that site, you'll find not only the link to this particular class course, but also all sorts of other links that you might find helpful, including our mailing list. Right. And if you get our uh, weekly e-blast around the archdiocese, then you're on our mailing list. But if you don't and you'd like to get more information about all the various things that are happening in our area that are about evangelization and spirituality, please, uh, as we put on our mailing list, again, there'll be a link for that on our website. By the way, if you're familiar with the website from the past, the Archdiocese has redeveloped the website in a very, very exciting and new way, still being uh, all the details and, and kinks are being worked out like anything that's new, but it's a new site, and therefore it's a new opportunity to be familiar with various things and our plan uh, is to um, to pack our own uh, evangelization page with a lot of resources and a lot of material to be very helpful the school on prayer the Eucharistic revival resources that we have um, programs that can be used all the various things yep. we want to make this as, as very friendly as possible absolutely and, the, and let's not forget the Diocesan Rosary Congress which again starts in October that's right and um, we invite you if you are in a parish that is participating in it to be a strong part of your presence and and offer your time to um, honor the blessed mother and whether or not it's um, happening in your parish the congress happens across the archdiocese so you can again you can link and find where it's happening what parish it's happening and and how you can join in that movement for uh, the week of october 7th through the 13th Maybe we could do another podcast in September about the Rosary Congress. Absolutely. I think that would be fun to also yes. talk about how that developed and what we do uh, during the course of the 24 hours or however many times, however long it's available, and why it can be such a blessing. So maybe we can plan on that for yeah. another podcast. Absolutely. Hopefully you are interested, my dear, our dear listeners, you're interested in that. <laughs> so as it's the month of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and next week, this will come out on Friday and on Monday, Tuesday, we celebrate the Solemnity of the Assumption. I thought maybe we could close with a, a little prayer. Well, just one little... I, I found one little very interesting scriptural reference as I was preparing for the Liturgy of the Hours that I'm running for the Solemnity. And it is, um, The Virgin Mary has been exalted above the heavens. Come, let all men glorify Christ the King whose kingdom will endure forever. That is the antiphon for the second psalm of the Liturgy of the Hours for the Assumption. That's beautiful. That's yes. beautiful. Maybe then we can close with uh, invoking our Blessed Mother. Sure. Echoing the angel's greeting to her. You know, when, when Mary said yes to this greeting, she was filled with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus was conceived in her womb. This is what prayer does. This is what the Holy Spirit does even still. Jesus is alive in us, and prayer feeds that. Yes. So maybe we can kind of uh, end with that little invocation. Absolutely. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Father. God bless you, Jen.
Heart of the Ark podcast is an initiative by the Office for Evangelization at the Archdiocese of Newark. If you want to find us online, you can find us at rcan.org slash evangelization. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Very soon, we'll be updating our social media for the Heart of the Ark, but you can find us on Fireside Podcasts at Heart of the Ark. .fireside.fm. Our theme song is composed by and orchestrated by Eric Hunter, a dear friend of mine. You can find out more about Eric and his performances and compositions at Eric, E-R-I-C, Hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R, music.com. This has been a pleasure, and I look forward to hearing from you and speaking with you in the future.